Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily Bible reading podcast that goes through the whole Bible in a year. We follow along with the weekly Torah portions and read daily from the Torah, the prophets, the writings, and the apostles. If you want to learn more about the podcast or connect with us online, find us at dailybreadmoms.com. There you'll find information about the journal. Um, that's the Bible reading plan that we use, um, which Bible translation we use, and how to contact us. You'll also see information about how you can support the podcast by becoming a patron and how we can connect with you more. We've got some new things for our sweet patrons and are excited to let you hear from us in more ways beyond the daily Bible readings. So find us at dailybreadmoms.com. We look forward to connecting with you. Let's get to our podcast episode for today. Shalom. It's Johanna here, your reader today. Today is the 10th of January. It's Wednesday. And on the Hebrew calendar, it is the 29th of Tevet. And today in history, um, just a little note about today, according to Jewish tradition, this day is the official end of winter in the Holy Land. And also, it is my son's birthday. He's turning eight. And so today, his Hebrew birthday and his January birthday coincide on the same day. Anyway, so I just am thankful for eight years with my sweet Oz. And for those of you who have prayed for him this year through the accident and the surgery uh, on his eye and everything, just thank you. He is such a blessing to our family, and we really appreciate all the love and prayers that came from so many of you. Well, today we're going to be reading from this week's parasha, or portion from the Torah. It's called Va'era, which means I appeared. And we'll start today from Exodus 7, verse 8 through 8 and verse 10. But first we're going to take a moment to bless God and thank Him for His Word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. All right, let's read from Exodus chapter 7, verse 8. The Lord told Moshe and Aaron, When Pharaoh speaks to you, saying, Prove yourselves with a miracle, then you are to say to Aaron, Take your staff and cast it down before Pharaoh, so that it may become a serpent. So Moshe and Aaron went into Pharaoh and did as the Lord had commanded. Aaron threw down his staff before Pharaoh and before his servants, and it became a serpent. Then Pharaoh called for the wise men and the sorcerers, and they too, the magicians of Egypt, did the same with their secret arts. For each man threw down his staff, and they became serpents. But Aaron's staff swallowed up their staffs. Yet Pharaoh's heart was hardened, so he did not listen to them, just as the Lord had said. 
Then the Lord said to Moshe, Pharaoh's heart is stubborn. He refuses to let the people go. Go to Pharaoh in the morning as he is coming out of the water, and stand ready to meet him by the bank of the Nile. Take the staff that was transformed into a serpent in your hand. You are to say to him, The Lord, God of the Hebrews, has sent me to you, saying, Let my people go, so they may serve me in the wilderness. And behold, you have not listened. This is what the Lord says. By this you will know that I am the Lord. Behold, I will strike the waters that are in the river with the staff that is in my hand, and they will be turned to blood. The fish that are in the river will die, the river will become foul, and the Egyptians will hate to drink water from the Nile. The Lord said to Moshe, Say to Aharon, Take your staff and stretch out your hand over the waters of Egypt, over their rivers, over their streams, over their pools and over all their ponds, so that they become blood. There will be blood throughout all the land of Egypt, even in wooden and stone containers. So Moshe and Aaron did as the Lord commanded. He lifted up the staff and struck the waters that were in the river, in the sight of Pharaoh and his servants, and all the waters of the Nile turned to blood. When the fish that were in the river died, the river became so foul that the Egyptians could not drink water from the river. The blood was throughout all the land of Egypt. But the magicians of Egypt did the same with their secret arts. So Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he did not listen to them, just as the Lord had said. Pharaoh turned and went into his house, and did not even take it to heart. So all the Egyptians dug around the river for water to drink, because they could not drink the water from the Nile. Seven days were fulfilled after the Lord had struck the Nile. Then the Lord said to Moshe, Go to Pharaoh and say to him, This is what the Lord says, Let my people go so they may serve me. If you refuse to let them go, see, I will strike all your territory with frogs. The river will swarm with frogs. They will go up and enter your house, into your bedroom, upon your bed, into the houses of your servants, upon your people, into your ovens, and in your kneading bowls. The frogs will climb up on you, your people, and all your servants. Then the Lord told Moshe, Say to Aaron, Stretch out your hand with your staff over the rivers, canals, and pools, and cause frogs to come up over the land of Egypt. So Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt, and the frogs came up and covered the land. But the magicians did the same with their secret arts and brought up frogs over the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh called for Moshe and Aaron and said, Pray to the Lord that he would take the frogs away from me and from my people. Then I will let the people go so they may sacrifice to the Lord. Moshe answered Pharaoh, Boast about me after I pray for you. When am I to pray for you, your servants and your people, that the frogs would be cut off from you and your houses and remain only in the Nile? 
tomorrow, he said. So he said, Let it happen according to your word, so that you may know that there is none like the Lord our God. The frogs will depart from you, from your houses, from your servants, and from your people. They will remain only in the Nile. After Moshe and Aaron went out from Pharaoh, Moshe cried out to the Lord concerning the frogs which he had brought upon Pharaoh. So the Lord acted according to the word of Moshe, and the frogs died out in the houses, the courts, and the field. They piled them together in large heaps, and the land stank. That was Exodus 7, 8 through 8, 10. Our portion today from the prophets is 2 Samuel 16. You may have noticed around six minutes or just before that the Air Force was flying over, so I do try to remember to pray for them every time they fly over our houses on their way to Gaza, and I pray that God would give them grace and success to do what they need to do. But that's what you could hear at around six minutes. Um, You may also hear my son from time to time who's in the room with me, as well as the dogs that are whining about something in the other room. I apologize for all the extra activity in this recording. And um, even the wind is whistling and making an appearance. You might hear it here again. And I am finding that trying to wait until everything is quiet is just not working. So I'm going to go ahead anyway and get this recording done. So here it is, our portion from the prophets. Now, when David had passed a little beyond the summit, there was Ziva, the servant of Mephibosheth, to meet him with a pair of saddle donkeys, and on them two hundred loaves of bread, one hundred clusters of raisins, one hundred fig cakes, and a bottle of wine. So the king asked Ziva, What are you doing with these? Ziva said, The donkeys are for the king's household to ride on. The bread and the figs are for the young men to eat, and the wine is for anyone who faints in the wilderness to drink. Then the king asked, And where is your master's son? Well, he's staying in Jerusalem, Ziva said to the king. For he said, Today the house of Israel will restore to me the kingdom of my father. Then the the king said to Ziva, Behold, all that belongs to Mephibosheth is yours. I bow low, Ziva said. Let me find favor in your eyes, my lord the king. When King David arrived at Bahuim, behold, just coming out from there was a man of the family of the house of Shaul. His name was Shimi, son of Gera. As he came out, he kept on cursing and flinging stones at David and at all King David's servants, while all the people and all the mighty men were at his right hand and on his left. Thus Shimi said as he cursed, Get out, get out, the man of bloodshed, the good for nothing. The Lord has returned on you all the blood of Shaul's house, in whose place you've reigned. The Lord has handed the kingdom over to your son, Avshalom. So see, your own evil has overtaken you, because you are a man of bloodshed. 
Then Avishai, son of Zeruya, said to the king, Why let this dead dog curse my lord the king? Let me go over now and take off his head. But the king said, What have I to do with you, sons of Zeruya? If he curses, it's because the Lord has said to him, Curse David. So who should say, Why did you do so? Then David said to Avishai and to all his officials, Look, my son, who came from my own body, is seeking my life. How much more this Benjamite? Leave him alone and let him curse, since the Lord has told him. Perhaps the Lord will look on my affliction and return good to me for his cursing this day. So David and his men continued on the way, while Shimi kept walking alongside the hill parallel with him, cursing as he walked, casting stones at him, and throwing dirt. Finally, the king and all the people that were with him arrived, weary, so he refreshed himself there. Meanwhile, Avshalom and all the people of the men of Israel arrived in Jerusalem. Achitophel was with him. Now, when David's friend Hushai the archite came to Avshalom, Hushai said to Avshalom, Long live the king! Long live the king! But Avshalom said to Hushai, Is this your loyalty to your friend? Why did you not go with your friend? No, said Hushai to Avshalom, For the one whom the Lord has chosen, as well as these people, all the men of Israel, his I will be, and with him I will stay. Besides, whom should I serve? Shouldn't I be in the presence of his son? As I have served in your father's presence, so I will be in your presence. Then Avshalom said to Achitophel, Give your counsel. What should we do? So Achitophel said to Avshalom, Go to your father's concubines, whom he has left to take care of the palace. Then all Israel will hear that you have made yourself abhorrent to your father, and the hands of all who are with you will also be strengthened. So they pitched a tent for Avshalom on the roof, and Avshalom went to his father's concubines in the sight of all Israel. Now in those days, the counsel that Achitophel gave was like inquiring for the word of God. So was all of Achitophel's counsel, both with David and with Avshalom. That was Second Samuel 16. And now today, for our portion from the writings, we'll be reading Psalm 83. A song, a psalm of Asaph. God, do not be silent. Do not hold your peace, O God, do not be still. For look, your enemies make an uproar. Those who hate you lift up their head. They make a shrewd plot against your people, conspiring against your treasured ones. Come, they say, let's wipe them out as a nation. Let Israel's name be remembered no more. For with one mind they plot together. Against you do they make a covenant the tents of Edom and the Ishmaelites, Moab and the Hagrites, Geval, Ammon and Amalek, Philistia and the inhabitants of Tzur, 
even Assyria has joined them, becoming a strong arm for Lot's sons. Selah. Do to them as you did to Midian, to Sisera and Yavin at the Kishon River, who perished at Endor. They became as dung for the ground. Make their nobles like Orev and Ze'ev, all their princes like Zeva and Salmuna, who said, Let us take possession of the pasture lands of God. My God, make them like tumbleweed, like chaff before the wind, as a fire burns a forest, and as a flame sets mountains ablaze. So pursue them with your tempest and terrify them with your storm. Cover their faces with shame, so they may seek your name, Lord. Let them be ashamed and dismayed forever. Let them be humiliated and perish. Let them know that you alone, whose name is the Lord, are El Elyon over all the earth. That was Psalm 83. And now for our last portion for today is from the Apostles, and it is Luke chapter 10. Now after these things, the Lord assigned seventy others and sent them out by twos before him into every town and place where he himself was about to go. And he was telling them, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Therefore, Beg the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. Go forth. Look, I am sending you as lambs into the midst of wolves. Do not be burdened with a money belt, travel bag, or shoes, and do not greet anyone along the way. Whatever home you enter, first say, Shalom be on this home. If a son of Shalom is there, your Shalom will rest on him. But if not, it will return to you. And remain in this same home, eating and drinking the things they offer. For the working is, the worker is deserving of his wage. Do not keep moving from house to house. Whatever town you enter and they welcome you, eat what they set before you. Then heal the sick in that town and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. But if you enter a town and they do not welcome you, then go out into its streets and say, Even the dust of your town sticking to our feet, we wipe off as a witness to you. But know this, the kingdom of God has come near. I tell you, it will be more tolerable for Sodom on that day than for that town. Woe to you, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethsaida. For if the miracles done in you had been done in Sul and Sidon, they would have turned long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. Yet it will be more bearable for Tzul and Sidon at the judgment than for you. And you, Kvarnachum, you won't be lifted up to heaven, will you? No, you will go down as far as Sheol. The one who listens to you, you hears me. And the one who rejects you, rejects me. And the one who rejects me, rejects the one who sent me. Then the seventy returned with joy, saying, Master, even the demons submit to us in your name. And Yeshua said to them, 
I was watching Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I have given you authority to trample upon serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names have been written in the heavens. In that very hour, he was overjoyed in the Ruach HaKodesh and said, I praise you, Father, Master of the universe, that you have hidden these things from the wise and discerning and revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for this way was pleasing to you. All things have been handed over to me by my Father. No one knows who the Son is except the Father, and who the Father is except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Then turning to the disciples, he said privately, Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. For I tell you, many prophets and kings desired to see what you are seeing, yet did not see, and to hear what you are hearing, yet did not hear. Now, a certain Torah lawyer stood up to entrap Yeshua, saying, Teacher, what should I do to gain eternal life? Then Yeshua said to him, What has been written in the Torah? How do you read it? And he replied, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. Yeshua said to him, You have answered correctly. Do this, and you will live. But, wanting to vindicate himself, he said to Yeshua, Then who is my neighbor? Yeshua replied, A certain man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. He was attacked by robbers who stripped him and beat him. Then they left, abandoning him as half dead. And by chance, a Kohen was going down that road. But when he saw the man, he passed by on the opposite side. Likewise, a Levite also, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the opposite side. But a Samaritan who was traveling came upon him, and when he noticed the man, he felt compassion. He went up to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on olive oil and wine. Then setting him on his own animal, he brought him to a lodge for travelers and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him, and whatever else you spend, upon my return I will repay you myself. Which of these three seems to you a neighbor to the one attacked by robbers? And he said, The one who showed mercy to him. Then Yeshua said to him, Go, and you do the same. Now, while they were traveling, Yeshua entered a certain village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. She had a sister named Miriam, who was seated at the master's feet, listening to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving, so she approached Yeshua and said, Master, doesn't it concern you that my sister has left me to serve alone? Then tell her to help me. But answering, the Lord said, Marta, Marta, you are anxious and bothered about many things.
But only one thing is necessary, for Miriam has chosen the good part, which will not be taken away from her. That was Luke chapter 10, and it concludes this episode. Um, unless, of course, you are reading through the Apostles twice in this year's cycle, then you would need to read Ephesians 5, verse 1 through 17 today also. Well, that is it for our readings. I pray you have a blessed day and that the Word of God has strengthened your heart. I'm Johanna with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. Shalom and love to you from Israel. Until next time. Thank you.